Blog Talk Radio. Well, good evening, good evening, good evening, Blog Talk listeners. Welcome to the Double Dip Tuesday with the Ladder House Bible Enrichment Hour. First, I want to give a shout-out to our sponsors, President of Granny's Place, Sister Beverly Beasley, and her pastor, Pastor Richard Terry. Also, I want to shout-out to Minister Joel Lewis of the Shady Grove Primitive Baptist Church, and also to Dr. Shelton Carter, founder of the Great and Anointing Ministry, the Ladder House Network. We have had our new day call this morning, which is every Monday morning, Monday through Friday morning at 8 a.m. Central Time and 6 a.m. Pacific Time. To reach them, to reach us, I'm sorry, the number is 605-475-4730. The access code is 937-429. I would like to say good evening again to everyone listening and say I hope you've had a wonderful, wonderful day and God has truly been good to us today. He's brought us through to and fro and without hesitation or doubt and we've just been blessed, blessed, blessed going in and out. Tonight's scripture reading is going to be from Proverbs the Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel, for gaining wisdom and instruction, for understanding words of insight, for receiving instructions in prudent behavior, doing what is right and just and fair, for giving prudence to those who are simple, knowledge and discretion to the young. Let the wise listen and add to their learning, and let the discerning get guidance. For understanding proverbs and parables, the sayings and riddles of the wise. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, for fools despite wisdom and instruction. Listen, my son, to your father's instructions. And do not forsake your mother's teaching. They are a grand garland to grace your head and to and a chain to adorn your neck. My son, if sinful men entice you, do not give in to them. If they say, Come along with us, let's lie in the wait for innocent blood, let's ambush some harmless soul, let's swallow them alive like the grave. And hold like, <clears throat> excuse me, and hold like those who go down to the pit. We we will get all sorts of valuable things, and for our houses will plunder, cast lots with us, and all will share the loot. My son, do not go along with them. Do not set foot on their path, for their feet rush into evil. They will swim to the Shed blood. How useless to spread a net where every bird can see it. These men lie away for their own blood. They ambush only themselves. Such 
on the paths of all who go after ill-gotten gain. It takes away the life of those who get it. I have read you Proverbs 1, 1 through 19. May God have a blessing to the hearers and doers of his word. Tonight, dear God, we come thanking you for another day. Father, we just thank you for your goodness, for your mercy, for your kindness. God, we just thank you for leading us today, guiding us today, and just being with us all day long as we went to and fro uh, on this journey of life. God, we thank you for your mercy and for your kindness that you provide for us each and every morning. Father, we just so grateful today. We we woke this morning with a grateful heart. We went through the day with a grateful heart. And now we, here we are again to give you glory and praise. Oh, magnify your name, dear God. We lift you up, dear God. We honor you. We just praise and give you the glory for all the mercies that you have provided us on this day. For we know it is nothing that we have done so great and so good that you provided us this day, that you let us see another day. Father, it is in you that we give, we have our being, we trust in you, we love you, and we ask that you continue to keep us. Father, we ask the blessing on those that are coming to the line tonight, that their ears are open, their minds are ready to receive, and their hearts are filled with joy and love, dear God. Bless them from the top of their head to the bottom of their feet, dear God. We ask that you just be with them as we allow the Holy and invite the Holy Spirit in tonight, dear God, because it is truly what we come to do. We come to give you some praise. We come to give you some honor, God. We come to listen to your word as is being taught by our anointed Dr. Carter. God bless him, keep him, lead him, guide him, help him, and whatever he needs, dear God. Bless his children, bless his family, bless everybody he's connected with tonight, dear God. Bless him, dear God. Keep him in your will and in your way. Father, we just ask that those that are on the call that have sick ones or are in financial needs or whatever their needs is tonight, God, bless, touch, dear God, help them, dear God. Give them what they need because you know about them. You know all about them. You know that what they're going through. You know what they need, Father. We just ask that you just be with them. We ask that you uh, provide blessings for the ones that want to be on the call but cannot. We ask that you provide blessings to the ones that are just listening by cyberspace, God. We just ask a special blessing on everybody tonight, dear God. And we just thank you in advance for what you're doing for us tonight. Father, we ask that you you we ask that you bless the territories, enlarge the territories, and especially the latter house network, dear God. We need you tonight. We need you to send laborers into the vineyard, God, for they are few. Father, we need you to just bless our efforts, bless Dr. Carter's efforts. Thank you for his vision tonight, dear God. Keep him in your will and keep him in your way. Father, we just ask the blessing on everybody, everything, and everything that we do, everywhere we go, let our light shine so, so that men may see you through us, God. We thank you. We thank you. 
and we thank you, dear God. These and other blessings we ask in our Son Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, good evening, family. We are here tonight to give thanks to God. We are here to um, just share and have our family fellowship tonight. It's a wonder that we get to come together tonight. It's a blessing that we are here and ready and anxious to hear the word of God coming from our minister, Dr. Um, our overseer and shepherd, Dr. Carter, tonight. We just thank God for him. We just thank him for the guidance God has put in him. Um, can everybody hear me? Good evening. Yes, we can. Okay. I was wondering. Everybody's so silent. I didn't know. Thank you for your response. I want to let you know that uh, we are here on Tuesday nights for the Double Dip Tuesday. Uh, we had our New Day call this morning, as I previously stated. That is from 6 a.m. Pacific time and 8.30, uh, I'm sorry, and 8 o'clock Central time. Uh, we come back, as I said, for our Bible Enrichment Hour on Tuesday nights at 8.30. And this is what you have joined in with us now. We have a saying here, everyone bring one, E-O-B-O. Our founder and overseer is none other than the Dr. S.D. Carter. We are here at the Ladder House. Keep our man covered by praying for him daily and, yes, on weekends too. We have set aside a special time of the day, 5.30 a.m., and 5.30 p.m. That means wherever you are, whatever zone you're in, he is being prayed for and prayed over and this awesome, for this awesome network. If you need to correspond with Dr. Carter, well, he has advised us to give him a call at the LH Network at gmail.com. And you can uh, reach him and ask him any questions. If you want him to teach on something, you can ask him to do that. You can uh, correspond with him and let him know that how you've been blessed through the um, through the episodes that we have in the morning by the New Day call or by the um, corresponding with him about the Ladder House Bible Enrichment Hour. Uh, and let him know how you've been blessed through that. You can, uh, we've asked that, he's asked that we do some things uh, during the week. Uh, we are currently reading Proverbs, the the whole ch- uh, the whole book of Proverbs. And, we, and he's asked that we let him know how that is going. He's asked that. We take a time out uh, during the day and just take an hour or so. If you can only do it once a week or once a month, he says that we do that. And then uh, just let him know how you are doing with it. And just let him know that you are listening, you are learning, and you are growing. Because that is what we are trying to get each of us um, 
in practice to study and to know God's word. Uh, we like you to go to our Facebook page, uh, The Letter House, where you can find upcoming events and daily inspirations. Feel free to, like I said, email with questions, concerns you may have. Maybe you have a subject that you want Pastor to teach on, or you may just want to say hello, or how you're enjoying and benefiting from the network. Again, our email address is thelhwork at gmail.com. We want to thank God for giving Dr. Carter the vision, and that vision is to restore virtue to a society that is barren of spiritual and moral excellence. We believe that as we link with individuals, associations, and corporations, that we will effectively build a network of kingdom advancers and entrepreneurs, manifesting works globally that will be stations of empowerment. Through media, technology, and other creative platforms in traditional and multi-traditional settings, we believe that we will effectively reach a multi-ethnic, multi-cultural generations. We thank you for your partnership. Your participation, your attendance, your faith, and your seed, which we've been asked to seed $5 a day or uh, $20 a week or whatever God sees fit, you see fit that God has blessed you to contribute to the latter house. And if you email us uh, a question on how to get that seed to us, I'm sure someone from the network will get back with you and tell you how to make your generous contribution to the network. We are blessed. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, again, we thank God for giving Pastor the mission. I'm sorry, the vision for this great network. I now want to uh, open the floor for anyone who have, uh, wants to give a shout-out or want to say hello, or just just let us know who's on the line and where you call it from. Hi, Sister Lewis. It's Samantha calling from the sunny California. It's, it's really hot out here today. Um, we have great weather. And All right, so to the family. Oh yeah, we out here like little pieces of barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't feel lonely because it's been pretty rough out here today. Also, it, it was cloudy first, and then we had uh, the sunshine. <laughs> so yeah. it's been a great day. Well, thank you, Samantha. I'm glad you are uh, sponsored tonight. Thank you for the shout out. Anyone else? Amen. Oh, hello. It's, it's okay. You excuse. Bless you. It's Sister Arlene. Um, I agree with Sam. We are out here like little pieces of barbecue. It is hot, but I am glad to be standing on two feet. Amen, but you're still standing, right? There you go, on this side of the day. Amen. Yeah. All right, the dirt not on you, huh? That's right. Praise God. Praise God. It's a beautiful day. It was a beautiful day in the neighborhood. (laughs) 
Floor still open. Anyone else want to tell us how your day went or give us a, a update on anything, any, any prayer requests, any uh, extraordinary things that's, that's happened in your day or how you share it with somebody or uh, just your favorite scripture? We're fellowshipping at this time, so go ahead. The floor is open to whoever wants to talk, whoever wants to share. Okay, well, while you are all getting your thoughts together, um, I'm going to go ahead and if uh, anyone has their pastoral prayer handy or available that would like to read it, the floor is open for your reading. Okay, I'll read it. All right. This is Sister Arlene. Okay, I don't know thank if you. Everyone has a copy, but I will um, be clear and make sure you can understand what I'm saying. Amen. You mean you'll pray it? Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, ma'am. Amen. <laughs> we thank you, Father, for your man of God, Pastor Dr. Shelton D. Carter and the latter house vision. Father, we thank you that you have predestined him to restore virtue in a society barren of spiritual and moral excellence. We thank you, Father, for directing his steps and giving him a spirit of excellence. Continue to give him a hearing ear to teach and speak the written and revealed word of God to your people. Circumcise his ear for your glory and your good pleasure. We declare and decree that no external or internal weapons formed against him will prosper. Every emotional, physical, physiological, financial, or spiritual weapon formed against him are destroyed now. Your word declares that whoever wars against him, that you would war against them. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God. Therefore, through prayer, praise, worship, prophetic declarations, and every weapon you've supplied us through your Holy Spirit, we declare our pastor free to serve you in the beauty of holiness. For we pull down every stronghold, every high thing that exalts itself above the knowledge of God concerning Dr. Shelton C. Carter. For every argument against him, we bring down into the captivity and obedience of Christ. On behalf of your son and our pastor, we come against every obstacle of pride that keeps the people of God from intimately knowing you. Every rebellious thought that we bring under the subjection of the lordship of Jesus Christ. Every internal enemy that comes to scatter the flock, seeking to make self-disciples amongst the congregation, we declare illegal. We speak that your anointing destroys every yoke in his life over his children's lives, his family, and this ministry. We decree and declare by the anointing of the Spirit of God that all plans, alliances, strategies, demonic forces, false, evil, and selfish motives, are exposed and that every hindrance be removed. Every witch, 
Warlock and Soothsayer, both spiritual and natural. He removed off of Dr. Carter, and therefore its power broken. Our pastor is free from all yokes of bondage, fear, poverty, generational, and demonic curses. We resist every spirit that acts as a gatekeeper to his soul. We renounce any further association passed down from generation to generation, biological, physiological, psychologically, or spiritually, or any unknown force that comes against him. We, the people of God, declare him blessed, and therefore we communicate in all good things concerning him, according to Galatians 6. Therefore, we make holy garments for your man according to your word and commandment for glory and beauty. We, your people, declare Dr. Shelton B. Carter blessed and abundantly supplied in Jesus' name. All praise, glory, dominion, and power to our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Hello. Okay, you uh, give uh, Sister Lewis a chance to come back. I think uh, she might have some phone problems. I don't know if y'all can hear the static, uh, but she says she has a new phone, so we give her a chance to, I guess, to connect or uh, reconnect. But, uh, amen. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. So, again, I think the call is still open to anyone. And thank you, Sister Early, for reading the pastoral prayer. Amen. And I think the call is open. Uh, she said, she just sent my message back for me to continue to she gets back on, so she's getting, trying to call back in. But I think the call is still open for those that would like to uh, have a, a maybe uh, even a review or maybe uh, uh, you might want to tell about your own scripture. No pastor asked that. Um, I send my scripture. I guess I was on somebody had not sent a scripture in. Amen. I did send the other information about my set aside time for my studies, and I did not. I guess I didn't hear everything. I did not realize about the scripture. I sent my scripture in, which most of you guys have been getting on for a long, long time. Know that my go-to scripture is Matthew six and thirty-three, which grown from Matthew six and thirty-three to Matthew six. 24, uh, 25 through 34, which just actually talks about not worrying about things. Um, like, for instance, the situation that we have here in Texas with Harry K. and Harry, uh, you know, uh, there's a lot of things like uh, Sam had mentioned this morning, a lot of people are doing their little comments, making little comments about different situations, but especially in the situation with some of the ministers and pastors there that are in the Houston area. And I don't think uh, people realize they are also in Houston. They're also Absolutely. in, Amen. Uh, uh, in the way of Harry. Uh, they also need to have a plan of escape. And why would you open your doors up for someone to come in and then they have to have another plan of escape to leave from where you are? Because your O.C.'s church has flooded out before from right. a previous rain. So at the end of the day, why would, you know, you know, sometimes we don't totally look at the whole picture or we don't even stop to think. We just want to criticize. And that's one of the things I am so grateful, so thankful uh, for the Loud House that we are learning not to be critical. 
not to criticize. Amen. Uh, it, 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 at least find out what what reasons for what, it, it, even at that, what, what, what do you even need to know? Worry about your own front porch, in which the Bible tells us, keep off your own front porch. Get the beam out your own eye before you try to get the log, get the log out of your eye before you try to get a beam out of somebody else's eye. Amen. So sometimes. Amen. 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 I am so okay, sorry, family. <laughs> I'm so sorry, family. I, I got a new phone, and uh, this working me. I ain't working it, okay? <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's operator. It's operator error, okay? But I am back now, and I'm I'm going to stay here. If I if I drop out again, y'all just keep going, cause um, with the the way this is. Um, Working, uh, the shows will go on. The uh, episode will continue without me till I get back in. So, excuse me while I t- I learn this new phone. Okay, so um, I wanted to I wanted to uh, impress y'all to get something that wasn't going to be staticky and uh, you know I could have a speaker and all of this stuff. So uh, I'm 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 learning right now. I've been slow all day, so y'all y'all bear with me. Help me, okay. <laughs> So, no problem. Uh, all right. So, uh, Sister Carolyn, uh, you were saying, uh, is there anyone else who wants to share something or talk to us about uh, anything you've been getting out of the lessons today? Uh, boy, I was on fire this morning. I couldn't, I couldn't, I just, I had to go into YouTube and find, I just can't stop. I just can't stop praising <laughs> praising his name. Oh, girl, it was, uh, it was just it was just awesome. His um, spirit was so, so, so magnificently high to me. For me this morning, I don't, I, I can't speak for nobody else, but I'm, I'm hoping it was the same for everybody else. But who oh, I was really touched and blessed this morning. So, um, uh, does anybody want to share or uh, get any, uh, tell us what you got out this morning? Amen. I was. Uh, this is Samantha. I was blessed this morning too, and it was after the call that the Holy Spirit just lingered. Um, okay. the, the Spirit of God just lingered. Um, the fire was lit again, and the power of God will come when you start. He began to talk, and basically, he began to encourage us and walk in the promises of God that He's telling us to get of our own and keep. And he just went from one to the next. And anybody that has the spirit of God in them, if you are a worshiper, if you are connected to God in in, in any intimate way, you can't hear the things of God, the promises of God, and not be hit by it. The, you you can't help but to worship because as you meditate, I don't care who's speaking it, as you meditate, you're going to go into worship and praise. And you mm-hmm. begin to see, I, I'll talk about me, I begin to see see these pictures. I mean, you know, you close your eyes and you visualize what God is doing, what he's saying. You start seeing your future. You start seeing the things that he's doing for you and how he's moving stuff and where you're going. So I thank God for the, for the word of God this morning. And, um, we had I know the assignment was to turn in um a couple of um confessions of what we speak over ourselves and I thank God for that cuz I have a lot of them and 
I went to, I was try, I, I tried to send the email four times yesterday, and it just wouldn't go. So I said, okay, devil, when I get to work, I know that computer going to work. <laughs> Amen. So, Amen. That's what Amen. I did. Because it's going to always work at work. <laughs> oh, it's going to work. And so it's gonna um, work. the Lord cleared my space, as he always does, praise God, where nobody bothers me. They leave me alone, and they're going about their business. And it's like I'm in a room alone, even with people there. Um, and as I began to do the email, the Lord, just, I, stuff just kept dropping. And I just, I thank God for the word of God. Because um, one of the scriptures that I like to, um, that I speak over myself in situations, um, I really believe in um, Psalms 138. Seven and eight. It says, "Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you revive me. You will stretch out your hand against my enemies, and your right hand will save me. And the Lord will perfect that which concerns me. The Lord will perfect that which concerns me. So, what I when I pray, or when I have things that come up, or when I have things that I want God, I'll say somewhat of concern or petitions that I give Him. He will perfect that which concerns you." Line it up with his word, find the word over the matter, whether it's healing, whether it's um, finances, whether it's um, faith, whatever your issue is, you give that word back to him. God, It's not that he don't know his word, but when you give it back to him, it makes him want, he, it makes him want to move, move faster and just move and get it done. And so he asks, we can't get anything without speaking. And the enemy's job is to try to shut our mouth. So that's where he comes in with depression. He comes in with anger. He comes in with all his stuff. Or, you know, just keep you in, try to try to keep you in a place where you'll just, I call it tunnel in, or um, turtle, you go inward, and you shut down and don't speak, don't talk, and you, you, you get in that fetal position. You can't do it. You've got to speak because if you don't speak, you won't have so I thank God for the word. I thank God for um, the confession of the word of God over each one of our lives. And I'm just blessed by everybody's confession so we can stand together in unity and lift each other up and we come out fighting. And everybody, everybody, um, we all win. And that way when Man. somebody is down, you pick them up. So I thank God because prayer is behind that. So I, I'm just I, I, I'm I'm I thank God. I had a beautiful time in the Lord today. I know He said one hour a week. Well, that's starting. Um, I guess with maybe some may not be used to or don't have a lot of time sometimes. But I can, you can't. I love to hang out in the presence. Amen. So, I mean. Amen. You get lost in it. Amen. You get lost in it. So I'm I'm just grateful and I'm I'm thanking God for everything and I'm blessing him for big and small. Amen. Praise God. And enlarge your territory. Enlarge our territory. I would I just wanted to um uh, just uh reiterate that uh Pastor is praying over our scriptures and if you send them to him he's gonna pray and give you what God has given him. For you and tell you uh, what you all about the scriptures, and uh, and he did talk, talk to us about our next level living, and that, that was just so awesome to me uh, because I missed the third one, but he said uh, the pattern is humility and obedience was uh, uh, for 
us to be humble, and that's a blessing in being humble. And uh, he gave the gave the scripture text and and an obedience in Hebrews, and he just he he just uh, spoke to my my soul this morning. And I would like to go ahead and yield the floor to Pastor Doctor Shelton Carter. You have the floor. Amen, 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 and all right, all right, all right. That is my sound check, amen. Am I all right? Amen. You all right? Amen. Amen, amen, amen. God bless you. Um, Thank you again for uh, your constant and consistent faith, your prayers, um, your faithfulness, your obedience, and your humility. Amen. And through those things, God is charging your heart filling you up, building your spirit, amen, and welcoming you into times of, 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 of communion with him. He is welcoming you, amen, because when your heart is right, your gauges are set, and therefore it is all access granted because, again, it is in this that we have and keep our confidence levels up. Where the Bible says that we're to come to God, but we're to come to Him boldly. Uh, when we come to Him boldly, it doesn't mean that we're coming arrogantly. We're coming boldly, but in humility. Amen. Our humility is in the fact that we are where we are in Christ because of what Christ did for us, and He welcomed us in as His beloved. And because He's done so, we just say thank you. Amen. And therefore, we have access granted. And when you have access granted, you can go in there and you can make your request known unto God. Amen. You can make it known, and he will hear you, and he will satisfy that which, that which concerns you. Amen. And so God is good. Amen. Um, I wanted to share a quick scripture last night. I was listening to, uh, just randomly, I was listening to uh, my man of God speak, and um, there was a particular scripture he had brought out that the Lord had spoke to me about um, last January, this past January. And what he was sharing with me, amen, was in reference to just some things that I had been dealing with and some battles that I was undergoing, amen, and still fighting. And he reminded me that he said, he says, number one, he says, he says, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. See the salvation of the Lord. But we must stand and see it. And to get this level of revelation, amen, because, again, when we hear stand still and see, that doesn't mean stand still and do nothing. It means to see. Position yourself to catch the revelation or the strategy, the concept that God has for you, amen, that will grant you your victory. And this is why uh, I'm not taken by chance that the people of God are engaging or encountering the presence of God. I am trying to instruct us as best as possible, amen, to be able to interact and, and interact with God as well as, you know, encounter his presence, amen. And so, I know we set time aside and we've got our scriptures and those kind of things. And, man, God has given us some profound information. Can't wait to even talk to you further tomorrow. Amen. But, however, um, um, God, amen, is giving us this information for a reason. 
Um, yes, we dedicated an hour, but um, don't substitute that hour for times that you are normally spending with God. You sh- this is just a start for those that need help getting started. <laughs> Amen. This is a help for those getting started. And you're literally on an advanced level because the reality is um, when you get started spending time with God in intimate conversation where you are closing the door, walking in his presence, coming from the outer courts to the inner courts, daring to go into the holies of all. Amen. Um, This is this big boy and big girl stuff. And so you usually start with a good, you know, 20 minutes, 15 minutes, because you don't want to overdo it. But, you know, uh, based upon you all's commitment and your faithfulness, I believe you're ready to go there and go to the next level. Amen. And so, but this particular scripture in the book of Acts, I'm not sure if I'm going to share from here, but we'll share as much as we can. Um, But I just want to bring it out right now, and that's Acts chapter 12. For anybody that have your Bible, Acts chapter 12, you know me. I'll ask questions. I may call you up at any moment, especially if I know you're online. Especially our dear, sweet uh, sister Lois. God bless you, and thank you for being obedient and faithful tonight. Amen. But Acts chapter 12, amen, beginning at verse number 1, it says, Now about that time, Herod the king stretched out his hand to harass some from the church. Then he killed James, the brother of John, with a sword. And because he saw that it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to seize Peter also. Now it was during the days of unleavened bread. So when he had arrested him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four squads of soldiers to keep him, intending to bring him before the people after Passover. So what is happening here is that at this time, uh, James, the brother of John, has been killed. And it has become uh, the thing to do now because it was pleasing to the people. It was pleasing to kill the man of God. And so when the man, my man of God was speaking from the vantage point, it was a reminder of when God brought me here last January, amen, and I believe I shared a little bit uh, with you all, but I didn't go into to, to depth with it, amen, but I felt the release of the Lord on last night about 1, 2 o'clock in the morning, and um, the, Lord, the Lord was showing me where these people took delight, amen, in killing the man of God. And once they realized that it was a popular thing to do, they became more aggressive with it. How many of you ever encountered somebody who felt that they were doing God a favor by trying to hurt or bring harm to another man or woman of God? Amen. If so, I want to let you know uh, emphatically that you are in error. Number one is God's anointed belongs to God. Amen. And God has his way of chastising his anointed. Um, He has a way of dealing with his man and women of God, and he doesn't need your help to help him out. Amen. He doesn't need your help to help him out, to straighten them out. He will straighten them out. He is very clear when he said, touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. I want you to see here that the Bible said that this was during a time of unleavened bread. This was a time that religion or the spirit of religion was at its all-time high. And there was this uh, awakening to this type of spirit in which I'm seeing now that's happening in the earth. 
where there's this spirit of religion versus grace, amen, and then you're dealing with political affairs and political uprise and uproar and all those things. And at the same time, while all these things are happening, the person that God has equipped with the answer, because again, when God gives a vision to a man or woman of God, you know that the vision, somebody say the vision, amen, the vision is the answer to the problem. It is the answer. It is not political strategy. It is the vision or the revelation or the revealing of God's strategy and plan for all of humanity that he disperses and gives to a man. He does not give vision. And when I say man, I say man or woman, uh, whomever God is using at that particular time. But I would like to say this, that when God gives vision, he gives answer. He gives answer to the burdens. He gives answer to the problems. He gives answers to all the things that are going on in the world. And so, but we have to be wired to hear it. God is not moving up on the king. He's moving up on the prophet. Amen. And so when the prophet is in a place where he is hearing from God and the king or those political leaders are in contact and relationship, with the prophets of God who are receiving the revelation of the Spirit, amen, that they are finding themselves being productive in their uh, city assignment, in their national assignment, in their agendas as it relates to the moving and the moving forward of their city. And we know this. Look at what's happening at the, during this time of storm and at this time of uh, uprise. What is happening now is this. One of the things that I notice in the news is that, especially on social media, is that people are irreasonably coming against uh, Joel Osteen. Uh, one, because he has a very popular church. He has a populated church. He has one of the largest congregations that uh, we have known, amen, in the United States of America. And so he has this, 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 this following going. And people are seduced to believe that because the man of God is prospering, that the man of God must be responsible for all the people, and that is not true. And it's amazing that people who don't attend his church, that don't fellowship with him or have no fellowship with him, is attacking this man irreasonably, irreasonably. Righteously, he has only a responsibility to those tithers that are tithing in his church. Are you here? He is not responsible to save the city. Um, I was looking at something uh, uh, as it relates to the, uh, the pastors and leaders conference in the state of Texas. And again, honey, the state of Texas, you are under watch, that you're under a microscope, amen. And it just seems like things are happening one thing after another. Why is this going on? I want you to know. It's the same word that God spoke to us when he gave us vision for you all four years ago that there is a, an awakening that is going on in Texas, and all eyes are on you. What are you saying, Pastor? That God said that he is moving, and the anointing is where the star would be. Remember Jesus Christ, the anointed one and his anointing, the Messiah. The Bible says that when they look for the anointed one and his anointing, he said, where shall we find this child? You shall find him, amen, where the star is hung in the sky. And God showed me this about three years ago that the next big move of God was going to happen in the state of Texas. But you got to understand that all the things that are happening now is a diversion, but there is a people within the people that are going to come up to the surface and make themselves known because they're not going to just talk church, but they're going to be the church. And that awakening is so happening that even some of you all that are in that state are unsatisfied with the status quo as it be. 
You're not satisfied with church. You're not satisfied with even your preacher anymore. You're not satisfied with sermons anymore. You need a word from God. You want a revelation of the spirit. You want some instructions now on how to maneuver, and you want to know how to bring that devil down and wipe him completely out of your family, out of your generation, because the reality is while you're preaching your sermon, while you're hooping and hollering, the storm has come. And people are trying mm-hmm. to figure out what to do now. Yeah. What do we do? Where do we go? What do we say? The po- politician don't have the answer. If I was in church, I'd tell you to tell your neighbor, it's because the man of God has it. How did the man of God get that responsibility? Because God ordained it in his divine plan that he would speak to his men and women and that they would reveal strategy, amen, on what to do. And so some of you all are being equipped to be able to hear God on a level. So when God brings answer, you'll be able to step into the answer. But and you got to understand as a church that you must be wiser now. You must be sharper now because, again, there is an edict in the spirit to kill prophetic preachers, to kill preachers that can hear from God. They want to lock them up. The Bible says in Acts here that Peter, that the, the man of God was in jail. The Bible says again, he says, so when he had arrest, they had arrested him, put him in prison, and delivered him to four squads of soldiers to keep him, to make sure that he was locked down and unable, amen, to do what it is that God called him to do. But how many of you know that you don't have to be a man, you don't have to have the physical freedom, amen, in order to be effective in the spirit as a man or woman of God? Because your effectiveness is not in what you do physically alone, but it's what you do spiritually. And what you do spiritually by educating the people of God in the spirit, you are training the people, amen, to make sure that you stay alive. You are training the people to make sure that you stay above water. You are training the people to understand how imperative and how important you are to the move of God, to this awakening that's happening in the spirit. You become sensitive and alert. Who is you? You are the church, the people, the body of Christ. You are the expression of God's will in the earth. You are not just some pushover. You are not just somebody that's supposed to sit on a pew and sing kumbaya, but baby, you have been anointed by God to deliver a blow to the devil that will annihilate him and keep him out of operation in your life for generations to come. You need to lay hands on yourself right now and say, I'm somebody, man. If you have this awakening happening inside of you, if you're not satisfied no more, if you are not content with just hearing anything anymore, trust and believe God is trying to deal with you. God is trying to deal with you. The Bible says here, he says, Peter was therefore kept in prison, but constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church, by the church. And when Herod was about to bring him out, that night, Peter was sleeping, bound with two chains between two soldiers, and the guards before the door were keeping the prison. The Bible says that Peter was asleep while the church was praying. Peter was asleep while the church was praying. In other words, the man of God was in an unfortunate situation. But he understood the power and the revelation that he invested into the people, and the evidence of his ministry was found 
by the activity of his people now, of the church. You don't know how strong or mature you are as long as your preacher is up front, front speaking the word of God, revelating through the spirit, dancing in the anointing, amen. But you know how effective your preacher is, is when your preacher is out of sight and you still get up and you say, wait a minute, something is going on and something is wrong. We are not satisfied with this thing that is unlikely. And so we as a body of believers now are going to come together. And so while our man of God is locked up, what we're going to do is we're going to meet at such and such house. We're going to come together on a conference call. We're going to get together and we're going to bombard heaven. And we're going to declare in the earth that which God has spoken in the heaven. And that we will not stop until we see answers. In other words, Peter was chained up. He was locked up. And the people were speaking in tongues. The people were prophesying. The people were quoting the scriptures. The people were saying, we will not move until we see something change in this situation. We will not stop until it is over. Matter of fact, we're going to get more aggressive. And before they'll quit, before we quit, because we have a tenacity, tenacity about us that we are saying that this is not going to happen like this, but we are declaring in the earth that every man or woman of God who is under restraint, that are under restriction, that have found themselves in some unfortunate situation, and that people are lusting and priding themselves, that, yeah, I did this, and, yeah, I did that. You are a devil, and you work for the devil, and, therefore, Satan, we're going to bring your kingdom down. But, honey, guess what? I'll be asleep, and the people be praying. I'll be asleep, and the people will be warring. I'll be asleep, and the people will make stuff happen that could not happen otherwise because constant prayer. Somebody say constant, 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 constant. You mean to tell me, Pastor, this is not over yet? You mean to tell me, Pastor, this is still going on? Yeah, because you ain't got constant yet. It's not until you get tenacious and get focused and stop playing and stop laughing, stop giggling and grow up and be counted for. Because, again, they are trying to lock your answer up. They're trying to take away your provision. They're trying to take away your revelation. They're trying to destroy your destiny. Just one act, one evil act, one misfortune is coming against you now. And until you see this as an attack against you, you won't get in constant prayer. But when you get to the, that you see that when my man of God is going through, I'm going through. When my man of God is going through, my children are threatened. When my man of God is going through, my generations are at threat. My grandchildren, my great-great-grandchildren, my promises are at threat. Because my children are hanging on to the revelation that I have. My children are hanging on to the relationship I have with God. And the relationship that is growing, that I'm being edified in, is because God has connected me to some level of voice, some level of information. And before I let the devil take that level of authority, promise, and anointing and grace for my life, I'll walk the floor all night long. If I got to walk the community, if I got to walk the street, I'll do whatever it is I got to do. If I got to sell candy, hot dogs, chips, and sodas, I'll do whatever I need to do to make sure that mine stays up. Somebody say we got to get constant now. 
We got to get constant now. I, I understand that we are uh, praying for the man of God and we're accepting volunteers. Let me help you quickly and let me change this. I do not want a volunteer volunteering to pray for me. I want somebody that's anointed by God who has the passion for me. I want somebody who has a drive for me. I want somebody to say, oh, man, it is my delight. Give me that mic. I want to declare the word of the Lord concerning my man of God. Give me the phone. I want to speak the word of God concerning him. I'm not timid or t- I'm not timid or fragile or afraid. I'll tell the devil right in his face. Let him go in the name of Jesus. Is there anybody that insanic and getting affectionate and getting 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 aggressive about? Amen. Why? Lord, help me today. Help me today. <laughs> help me today. I didn't mean to talk like this today. Amen. Yeah, but I'm looking for somebody that want to have some fire behind what you're doing. Honey, this is not mm-hmm. preschool nor the romper room. I ain't here to check out your reading skill. I want to know where your passion is. Because when you really mm-hmm. get passionate about it, that prayer will lift up off of that piece of paper, and it will turn into a revelation, and you may start with that framework, but you'll go into areas of the Spirit, amen, where you'll be knocking mm-hmm. on the walls and the doors of the Spirit, and there Therefore, you won't hit and miss, but you will hit your target. This is not just wasting time, but, honey, your man is in trouble. And when your man is in trouble, you in trouble. When your preacher in trouble, you in trouble. We ain't of that sect. We ain't of that group that like and delight when men and women fall. We've been taught that we pick them up. We've been taught that they are God's anointed, and once anointed, is always anointed because the anointings of God are irrevocable. And once God anoints him, he is God. One of the words for anointed means to be smeared. When God smeared his anointing on you, it, it, it is stained in the fabric of you. It's just in him. He just got it. Sometimes I think about some of the things I do and say, and I go, man, where did that come from? How did that happen? And I say, I, so other times I go, I didn't deserve that. I didn't qualify for that. But God said it has nothing to do with your personal ability. It has all to do with my smearing. I put my hand on you. And I put my hand on you in spite of you. I put my hand on you irregardless of you. And so I didn't choose you because you were perfect, perfect, and nor am I sustaining you because you were perfect. So therefore, if I didn't choose you, nor am I sustaining you because you're not perfect, then therefore, whomever sees and believes that you're not at the level where they think you should be, then they have no right to hurt, tamper, to attack. And the moment you do that, You release the backhand of God in your own life. But that backlash don't happen until God moves favorably upon his elect. What is the backlash? The backlash is the blessing. When the blessing, amen, when you bump against God's bless, how many of you know you get the backside of that blessing and the backside of the blessing is the curse? The disregard of God. And so now you got to come up with gimmicks. And now you got to come up with fables. You got to come up with stuff to sound like you're talking, are you hearing from God? No, you got to humble yourself and you got to repent for touching God's anointed. Amen. For if not, then the backhand of God will show up anytime soon. What we learned this morning is that you got to humble yourself. And if you humble yourself, you will be exalted. But he says, humble yourself also under the mighty hand of God. 
The hand of God is the fivefold ministry gift. The hand of God is the fivefold ministry gift. Somebody say the fivefold ministry gift. He gave some prophets one, some apostles two, some pastors three, some teachers four, some evangelists five. He gives you five. The hand of God. The hand of God. He says, humble yourself. Humble yourself to your preacher. I understand that he he's obnoxious sometimes. I understand that he don't say it right all the time. But humble yourself now. Oh. Oh. Why? Because your ability to engage and release the promises of heaven is predicated upon your posture and position of humility. I want you to see here. The Bible said that if Peter was kept in prison, but the constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. Is there anybody that is committing are going to commit themselves to prayer? Is there anybody in here that is committed to prayer? Is there anybody who wants somebody praying for them half-heartedly? Anybody wants somebody praying for them without any conviction, any passion? No, baby, not when I'm going through what I'm going through. You can keep that to yourself. But, honey, give me somebody who has that passion as it relates to that man of God. The Bible says, and when Herod was about to bring him out that night, Peter was asleep. Somebody should be praying, Lord, give him rest during this season. I understand that the, the enemy wants him to be upset, and I want, to, want him to be tired, want him to be weary, want him to be stressed, want him to be wore out. But, Lord, give him rest. Give him rest, and we will do the warfare. Give him rest, and we will fight the battle. Give him rest, and we'll find the provision. Give him rest, and we will execute the vision. Lord, give him rest so that he be strong enough and revived enough to hear your voice. Give him rest, God. Give him rest. Give him rest. Somebody declare the word of the Lord and say, Lord, give the man of God rest. Give him rest. The Bible says here in verse number Seven, that now behold, an angel of the Lord stood by him, and a light shone in the prison. And he struck Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Arise quickly. And his chains fell off his, off his hands. Then the angel said, Gird yourself and tie on your sandals. And so he did. And he, and he said to him, Put on your garments and follow me. So he went out and followed him and did not know that what was done by the angel was real, but thought he was seeing a vision. And when they were and did, when they were past the first and the second guard's post, they came to the iron gate that led that leads to the city, which opened to them of its own accord. Somebody needs to understand that when you start praying as a church as a unity, a unified body, that the city gates opens up to your man of God, that the city opens up to him. Somebody say that man of God has been prophesying and speaking over Dallas, Texas. Yeah, baby, because there's an awakening going on. But just because I got a revelation for the city does not mean that the city is welcoming me with open arms. But when the church starts to pray, then the church will open up those gates, open up those doors, and we'll find ourselves in favor, amen, in the city. Why? Because the church is doing its job. When the church does its job, the opportunities fly wide open. Somebody say, we need to pray. We need to pray. We need to pray. We need to pray. No, Pastor, you go to sleep. We going to pray. We need to pray. We need to pray. The Bible said that the gates, the doors will be open. The opportunities will be open. 
We've been speaking into your life for the last year and a half, two years, that there is an open door. There's an open door. There is an open door. I have found the revelation that there is an open door. But in order for that door to open, the body had now is going to have to open that door. Because, again, the preacher cannot execute the plan or the vision of God alone. He cannot do it with unequipped people. He cannot do it with a rebellious people. He cannot do it with an honorary people. He cannot do it with a lying, cheating people. He cannot do it with a stingy, cheat people. He must do it through the people, through the people. And so what you invest into the people will determine what you have in the city. What you invest into the people will determine what you have in your life. If they're just there listening to you like talk show radio, if they're just there as fans, if they're just there with itching ears, ain't no doors opening. But if people are open in their spirits and in their hearts and their minds and saying, Lord, feed me, Lord, feed me, not man, feed me. But if this is the man that you're using to feed me in my life, Lord, equip him, keep him, cover him, Lord, so that you can give me your word, give me your revelation, release an anointing on my life, open up the promises and the windows of heaven unto me. Lord, I'm going to go to prayer. 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 But not only am I going to go to prayer, I'm going to educate myself now. And I'm going to educate myself in the word of God. I'm going to educate myself in the strategies of God. I'm going to educate myself now. It's through my man or woman of God. I'm going to educate myself. One of the things I got to understand is number one, is I got to understand the word of faith. I got to move in faith now because the just shall live by faith. In other words, we're going to stay alive. We're going to do it by faith. Not only am I going to move it and do it by faith, then I got to understand that if I'm going to have divine promises that come from God, then I am going to have to understand I will not achieve the destiny that God has for me if I don't understand this one key. This one key is the ministry of the operations of angels. The Bible says that, this, that, the, that as the church prayed, that the angel came to Peter, and when the angel came to Peter, Peter was so in such a place of peace, he thought he was in a vision. He was like, oh, I'm in prison. I didn't even really realize I was in prison because I'm not bound like everybody else is bound. The Bible said he stood up, and once he stood up, the chains came off. He stood up, and the chains came off. He stood up, and the chains came off. Somebody is feeling that your man of God is starting to stand up. Somebody is feeling the unction that your woman of God is standing up. God is opening up to the, to the leaders and the ministers of the body that have committed themselves to hear from God. And you know this because they are standing up. They are standing up. They are finding themselves to be accountable. They are disciplining themselves now because they are standing up. And when they stand up, they get the promised reward of the people's prayer, which is those chains are going to fall off. Those limitations are going to fall off. It's falling. It's falling. It's falling off. It's falling off. It's falling off. You're changing your grave clothes for garments of praise. Somebody needs to say, it's falling off. It's falling off. Wherever you are, I want you to begin to declare where you are right now. That everything that is wrapped up around him, everything that got him yoked up, everything that got him bound and got him chained, Lord, we command those chains to fall. And therefore, we release angels now to go in operation and war on our man and woman of God's behalf right now in the name of Jesus, even while he speaks in the Lord. Let the chains fall. 
Let the chains fall. Let the chains fall. Throw your hands up. Lift your voice and say, Lord, let the chains fall off of my hands so that I can be free. Let the chains fall off of my voice so I can get free. Let them fall. Let them fall. Let them fall. Let them fall. Somebody don't understand that you have that much authority in the earth. Oh, yes. You as God's elect have that level of authority. Hebrews says this, that the angels of God are the ministering spirits. Yes, are, he said the angels, as it related to the angels of God, he said, are they all not ministering spirits that are sent forth? Matter of fact, turn to Hebrews with me really quick, amen, so I can teach you the word of truth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I knew I'd get stuck over here somewhere, but I didn't want to miss an opportunity to do what God said to do. And that is to inspire the people of God to understand that, honey, you are no pushover. You better hear me again. You are not a pushover. You're not a flaky jakey, but you are anointed of God to cause things to happen that could not happen unless you made it happen. You are somebody. You are somebody. Hallelujah. 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 Let the devil know you got your esteem esteem back again. Let the devil know you got your self-esteem back. You got your worth back. You got your value back. Tell your, say to yourself, I am somebody. Mm. I am somebody. I am somebody. I am somebody. Heaven responds to me. I am somebody. I am somebody. I am somebody. Turn to Hebrews chapter 1, amen, if you would. Hebrews chapter 1 and verse number 14. Hallelujah. Verse number 13, let's start there. He says, but to which of the angel, matter of fact, I'm going to ask that uh, is Sister Net online this evening. Are the people able to speak? I want you all engaged in this. All right. Well, do me a favor. I found somebody who has Hebrews 1 that is able to speak. I want you to read Hebrews 1, verse number 13 and 14. But to which of the angels have ever said, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool? Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for those who will inherit salvation? Now, when the Bible says that are they not those, amen, that are sent forth, he said, well, let me look at his verse. He says, he says, he said, to which of the angels, he said, sit at my right hand till you make your enemies your footstool. He says, are they not all ministering spirits that are sent forth to minister for those who will inherit salvation? Well, you, if you have received the not the baptism of the Holy Spirit, but if you have received the Spirit of God, amen, by salvation, meaning this, if you are born again, you are an heir of salvation. If you have named the name of Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are those that are inheritors of salvation. You are an heir. You are an heir. Somebody lay hands on yourself and say, I have inherit. I am an inheritor. I am an inheritor. And one of the promises that I've been given is to be able to communicate with the angels. The angels are 
amen, part of God's host, amen. And his host, amen, is representative of the extension of his grace and power in the spirit. The Bible says this. He says that are they all not ministering spirits. So uh, up front, we are learning something about angels. Angels are ministering spirits, but ministering spirits that are, watch here, sent for. They are sent for. And they are sent by the inheritors. I am an inheritor, and you are an inheritor. Somebody say, I am an inheritor. I have been given right, the privilege, now watch me here, and the responsibility to dispatch the angels. In Peter's case, that when the church got together and started praying, that they didn't finish their prayer until they felt the release of angelic assistance moving in the areas of their concern. See, some of the things that you are facing are natural, but some things are not natural. And some things that you are facing, that butthead devil just is in your stuff. And you got to get him out by sending your angels into operation. Wait a minute. Hold up, man. I have been tripping off of angels, but and if I have been astonished by an angels, I seem as if I have no right to speak to them or release them. Matter of fact, I've never even heard that I can dispatch or release angels. Matter of fact, are angels really real? Are we supposed to be releasing angels? I thought God just did that. (laughs) (laughs) Let me read something to you that is very, very familiar. Turn to Hebrews chapter 2. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 2, verse number 5, he says, For he has not put the world to come of which we speak, but in subjection, well, let's go to verse, let's just read so you can get, 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 get the essence of this nugget. Let's look at verse number one. Therefore, we must give the more earnest heed to the things we have heard, lest we drift away. For if the word spoken through angels proves steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just reward, how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed to us by those who heard him. God also bearing witness, both with signs and wonders, with various miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit, according to his own will. 
his own will. For he has for he has not put the world to come of which we speak in subjection to angels. But one testified in a certain place, saying, one who? One of the angels have testified, and they said this. These are angels having a conversation, and the angels that are having conversation are asking the question, what is man? Anybody see that? They say, what is man? What is man that you are so mindful of him? Or the son of man that you take care of him? Wait a minute. What is man that he stays constantly on your mind, God? They're talking to one another saying, "What, what is this man, God? What is it about man? And the thing that they are, are, are really freaking out about is this, is that if you remember that Satan himself is a fallen angel, he was the anointed cherub that covered. Satan himself, a man, was a fallen angel because he decided one day to lead an uproar and rebel in the heavens and decided not to walk in obedience and subjection to authority. This is why neglecting or rebelling against spiritual authorities is such a damnable sin to God. And I understand that you are your own man and you are your own woman and don't do this, but honey, let me help you and save your life. Let me help you. That that level of insubordination, and sometimes we get it passively, aggressively, where we kind of nice, nasty in our rebellion, where we're rebelling, but we do it in a nice way, but we're unaccounted for, and we opt in and we opt out as if we selected ourselves to be placed where we are. No, boo. God has chosen you, and he has placed you where he wants you because he puts you in the body as he so pleases. Not only does he do that, but the Bible says this. Hallelujah. Glory to the King of Kings. Not only does he do this, but I want you to say something else. Let's continue. Let's first understand this. When he said, when the angels are asking the question, what is man that you are mindful of him, and that you, what do you mean in your mind with him? Or the son of man that you, that you take care of him. He says, you have made him a little lower than the angels. And you have crowned him with glory and honor and set him over the works of your hand. Wait a minute. We just saw a big storm. And we're looking for the city. And we're waiting on something to happen that ain't going to happen until the church that operates in prayer stands up and say, your kingdom come, your will be done. And therefore, I dispatch the angels of heaven to assure the certainty of God's promise in the earth to happen. Angels, I assign you now to move now. I release you to do this, that, and the other. Wait a minute. How can I talk to an angel like that? He just said, he just said, that you made man lower than the angel. Wait a minute. 
in the creative order of God, the angels are higher in authority, watch here, than Christless man. Christless man. But if you be in Christ, you are seated in heavenly and high places at the right hand of the throne as a joint heir with Christ. You are a joint heir as one of those heirs. Y'all better hear this, man. Of salvation. And because where you are seated, you have been given the right, permission, authority, and responsibility to release these angels now. The Bible says here that what is man that you're mindful of him, that you crowned him also, and he said that you made him a little lower than the angels. That word angel there is the word Elohim. Elohim. Elohim is the name for God. So in the original writing, the Bible is saying that he was made a little lower, not than the angel. He was made a little lower than God. That's why you were made in the likeness and the image of God, and you were supposed to have dominion. And part of your dominion is to rule over spiritual authorities by standing in your authority. You are little lower than God. Somebody is uncomfortable with that. (laughs) But if you read Psalms 82, you will find out that you are a little G, God, amen, the Bible says, in yourself. You have been made like God, that you have creative thoughts, that you are supposed to speak, and in your speaking, you are introducing him to this environment in which you are bringing things out of the eternal world into this natural time in manifestation by your word spoken. Amen. By what you say. Yes. By what you say. This is why you got to be careful about what you say. And this is why I tell people that say stuff out the side of their neck or either say stuff that they ought not say, that it is dangerous to just say stuff because once you say it, you can't take it back. And some of you are are, are planting seeds that you don't want to harvest on because once you say it, even if you get forgiven, you better hear me. The the ones that you speak to understand that you have the potential to release that level of assault, which makes you dangerous, undisciplined, because you are a danger and a terror with this mighty weapon you got called your tongue. James says the tongue is a little member, but it can burn down a whole city. Just somebody mouth. 
Not only can it tear down a city, it can get somebody locked up, just your tongue. Take them out of the operation of time because of your tongue. So while others are releasing the attack of the tongue, what are you doing with your glossolalia? What am I saying by glossolalia? I am talking about your spiritual tongue. For the manifestation of the spirit is tongue as well as the interpretation of tongue, but that word tongue there is the word glossolalia. And tongue is not just Speaking, uh, what, speaking in tongues is speaking your heavenly language, where we were also Yes, and that builds us up in our faith. Yes, that is. But also speaking the glossolalia means, Paul said it like this. He said, I will pray in the spirit, and I will sing in the spirit, but I also will pray and sing in my understanding, which is in the spirit as well, because I have captured the mind of the spirit so that I can speak in conjunction and along with or alongside with the spirit in proper harmony and perfection. When you are regenerated, the Bible says he gives you a new tongue. That new tongue is a disciplined tongue that you don't just say everything you feel. You can't afford to. Why? Because you are speaking damnation to yourself, the Bible says. How am I doing this? Because I have an unbridled or untamed tongue. That's why everybody that wants to don't get to because you don't know what to say. When you get your turn, and therefore you speak in stuff that is actually distracting and distorting everything because it's untamed. It's an emotional tongue. It is a loose cannon, if you would. But when you learn the discipline of speech, then you understand that every word come out of my mouth is important. Every word you speak is important. Everything you say should have a target goal. You understand what I'm saying to you? Stop speaking evil because you're angry. Tame your tongue. Discipline your tongue. Why are you admonishing us, Pastor, to discipline our tongue? Because with your tongue, your tongue. I ain't talking to the sinner. I'm talking about your tongue. Your tongue moves the heaven. Right. I didn't know I was that significant. Oh, yes, you are. I had you said earlier, I am somebody. Yes. I am somebody that what I say makes all the world of a difference. What I say. Y'all better hear this, man. What is man that you are mindful of him? That you crowned him? That you set him over the works of your hand? And that you have put all things, verse number eight says, where? In subjection, under his feet. Under, under his feet. And what did he say in Genesis? He said that my seed... My seed shall bruise the head of the enemy with his heel. 
You're waiting on God, and God is waiting on you. You're waiting on God, and God is waiting on you, child of God, to be a child of God. And if I am a child of God, then I must be godly. Amen. Come on, open your heart, open your spirit. I'm godly. How do I know this? Because I was made like him. Yes. In his very image. So much so that the angels are in conversation. Like, why did God make man like this? So much so that the angels are having conversation. What is made that you're mindful of him? Why would you do this? God, you're so awesome that what God did for you was if the statement is true where he says, that before the foundations of the world, Lamb of God was slain, which was Christ Jesus, who we have become joint heirs with. Are you hearing me? Amen. That we were eyes into his death, but we also was a part of his resurrection. So when he died, we died to the flesh. Yes. That's why I tell you, I understand and I get it. But you're a child of God. You ain't just a female. And you need to stop that lie that you're emotional. You have accepted that curse. You are a joint heir assigned to operate the heavens. One of the things that make people fearful about one, our president today is that some people don't think he has the restraint to be a president. Some don't believe he has the emotional fortitude to be one. That one day he just might end up very emotional and we all in trouble. Because he does not value or understand his level of authority or power. And it is displayed sometimes through his emotional rumbunctious uh, assault and attacks, even through Twitter. But is God... Gonna allow him to do whatever he wants. No, when the people of God understand their authority, understand who they are. Who am I, Pastor? You are so awesome that God says that you're waiting on the devil to leave you alone or waiting for me to jump on him. When the reality is I'm waiting on you as God for you to jump on him. Don't you know that you are a little G and therefore you need to be releasing? the angels into operation. You hear pastor pray every morning to release ministering angels, warring angels, keeping angels constantly. And have you not thought that maybe I'm supposed to be releasing angels too? Yes, you are. Amen. Yes, you are. And yes, you can. And yes, you have the responsibility to do so. He said, you have put all things in subjection under his feet, for in that he put all in subjection under him. He left nothing that is not put under him, but now we do not yet see all things put under him. But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels, for the suffering of death crowned with the glory and honor that he, by the grace of God, might taste death so that he can rise in authority. And therefore, when he rose, fulfilling all the commandments of God bodily, 
The Bible says he ascended into the heavens, and after ascending into the heavens on a cloud, fulfilling the commands of God, which was the word of God. Is there anybody out there that obeyed the word of God? Because if you're in obedience to God's word, then God has got a place of authority for you. He has a place of prominence for you, a place that you can operate and move the heavens into your earth right now. Lay hands on yourself again. Say, I am somebody. I am somebody. I am somebody. I am somebody. Baby, this ain't karate. This is the word of God. I am somebody. I am, I am, I am, I am, I am, I am, I am. Psalms. Somebody turn to the Psalms. Psalms 103. Hallelujah. Psalms 103. Psalms 103. Psalms 103. Oh, yeah, baby. Go ahead and fix your hair. Throw your suit on, your dress. Get it together. Hold your head up and say, I am somebody. I am an ambassador of Christ. I am an ambassador of Christ. As an ambassador, I have diplomatic immunity in this uh, in this natural world. Therefore, this world, I am not subject to it, but it is subject to me. Amen. Yes. How do you know you somebody? Because you got up like Christ got up. How do you explain you getting out of what you got up out of? How do you explain you recovering what you recovered from? How do you explain that that relationship didn't kill you? How do you explain it if you wasn't somebody? I am somebody. I am somebody. I am. I am. I am. am. Psalms 103. Hallelujah. The writer says in Psalms, verse number 20, he says, Bless the Lord, you, his angels, who excel in strength, who do his word. What happens here? The angels do what? His word. They don't do our word. They do God's word. They don't do... They don't do my word. They do God's word. What is it that you that I'm putting in your mouth deliberately? What have I asked you to do on a daily? Get God's word in your mouth. Amen. Get God's word in your mouth. Amen. Get God's word in your mouth. Yeah. Are you here? Amen. Get it in your mouth. I want you to keep your finger there. Keep your finger there. We're going to go right back there, but I want you to see something in Hebrews. Hallelujah. Turn to Hebrews 10, verse number 7. Now, this is pre-incarnate Christ. Carnate means carnal or, or flesh to carnate. Flesh. Pre-incarnate Christ before Christ had flesh. Before he manifested in the flesh, he is speaking from eternity. And I want you to see, and I want you to hear pre-incarnate Christ speak to you. He says in verse number seven, he says this, Hebrews 10, verse seven, Hebrews 10, verse seven. He said, then said I, lo, I come in the volume of a book. It is written of me. 
Yeah. And the book that is written of me that you are reading, that you have in your hand, he said, it is written of me to do thy will. This is the living word, speak, the word speaking now. He said, to do thy will, O God, above when he said, sacrifice an offering and a burnt offering and an offering for sin, thou would not, neither had pleasure therein, which are offered by the law. He says, I've come in the volume of the book to do thy will. This is pre-incarnated in Christ speaking, or this is the word speaking, and the word that was in the beginning that is now in manifestation is saying mm-hmm. to us, who is the same today, yesterday, and forevermore, that my word is my will. Okay? Mm-hmm. And so when you put God's word in your mouth, or when you see God's word, you are seeing God's will for your life. And so when you declare the word of God over your life, what you are doing is declaring God's will for your life. Amen. I wish above all things that you would prosper. God wants me to prosper. Amen. That is his will. And be in good health. God doesn't want me sick. That is his will. The joy of the Lord, that I walk in his joy, that is his will. That is his will. God doesn't want me defeated. He has no defeat planned for me. That is his will. Wait a minute. I don't feel like that. I didn't ask you what you felt like. The contract, the covenant says. The will says. In Hebrews, it says that the will is not enforced until the testator has died. How many of you know that the testator has died, and therefore the will is enforced? And it is a new will, it is an old will, and then there is a new will or a new covenant or a new testament, and it is written and it has better promises, and that is God's will for me. And the angels of God, turn back to Psalm. I didn't know I would be talking like this today. Psalms 120 again. No, I'm sorry. Psalms 103 is where we were, 102. 103, verse 20, Psalms 103. Psalms 103, are you back there? Amen. All right, Psalms 103, verse number 20. Hallelujah, Jesus. He said, bless the Lord, you, you his angels, who excel in strength, who do his will, who do his word, heeding the voice of his word. That word voice is the word. It means to take up resonance. Right now we are on blog talk, and we are transmitting on a certain frequency. It is resonating. My voice is resonating on a certain frequency. Yes. Are you understanding me? God's Amen. word resonates on a certain frequency, and the frequency in which it resonates on is through faith, but also through knowledge. When you are ignorant, Satan can detect that you ain't on the right frequency. You're Amen. trying to get an FM station on an AM dial, and you cannot get an FM station on an AM dial, I don't care how much you try. You're on the wrong frequency. <laughs> Likewise, when you're on radio, 
They have in, in Los Angeles, Stevie Wonder has a radio station, and it's 102.3. That is the frequency that I must turn to which to get that station. And each frequency moves in pockets, if you would. And so if I'm in the right pocket, then I'm on the right frequency. But if I'm in ignorance, I am not in the right frequency. Even if I'm speaking the scripture, I'm not necessarily speaking the word because the scripture without the right frequency it's just that. It is letter. And Paul says the letter kill it, but the spirit brings life. So if I'm going to have life through the scripture, then I'm going to have to learn how to turn the scripture into the word. And I turn the scripture into the word by getting information, experience, and walking along with that word, amen, which is life to me now. Somebody needs to understand that the word you speak, which is the word you read, Jesus said in John six sixty three, it is spirit, it is life. It is spirit, yeah. it is life. This is not a fable. These are not just letters on a page. It is life for me. Hallelujah. And God says that when I speak that word, which is life, that the holy angels now, y'all better hear this, must tend to the word spoken. God says, I watch over my word. Yes. And I watch over my word to perform my word. I watch over the word that I have committed to my children. And so, therefore, when my kids speak, and they speaking on the right frequency, (laughs) this is why I hate religion. And this is why I can't take too many more sermons. Because, again, when the children of God are speaking on the right frequency, how many of you know that if you're a parent out there, I don't care if it's 13 children in the park on the playground, you somehow, someway know your, your, your child's voice above all any all other voices in that park. I don't care if 99 of them are crying, you know your child's cry above any other cry in that park. Am I right about it? Amen. Because you are wired to hear them on a certain level. There's a connection between you and them that you know that voice. I can hear my children talk and talk as if everything is all right, but when I hear them talk, I know everything ain't right. They can be smiling, they can be laughing, they can be playing, but I know something is wrong in that voice. But when they're right and that confidence comes forth, then it's almost impossible to deny them what that which they have need of. How I many you know that God said that he watches over his word to perform it? Yeah. And so when you speak God's word, did you not know when you speak God's word that the angels attend to the word spoken? And so when you say that word that you got, that you wrote down, and you confess it over your life in the present tense, that the God of your salvation will release the angels of heaven to go to where you send that word into operation. And so, therefore, Lord, I send that word into operation concerning my man of God. I can send that word into operation concerning the people of God. We send that word into operation concerning our faith, our finances, and our victory. We want your word to come to pass in our life. And, therefore, we release the angels to see and assure that God's word come to pass in my life. And before one jot or one tittle of that word fails, 
He said, heaven and earth will pass away. Heaven and earth will pass away. God is connected to you and his word. I am somebody. You are somebody. You are equipped and ready to do every good work in God. You are not a failure. You were just uninformed. But now, baby, since you get the information from heaven, you go and get that word, and you begin to speak that word, and you begin to release those angels as God's blood-bought believer and watch him move on your behalf. You need another stream of income? Lord, open up the floodgates. Lord, open up the floodgates. Open up the floodgates. You need your man of God to get into the city? Lord, open up the walls. Open the doors to him, God. Bring forth the congregation. Send them in now in the name of Jesus. The heavens are open to you. The heavens are open to you. The heavens are open to you. Somebody declared the heavens are open to me. I have been given to my declare I, you have been given the right, the privilege, and the responsibility to release the word and angelic assistance into operations. You have been equipped to exchange God's will from the heavens into the earth until you see it come to pass. I am somebody. Amen. I am an heir of salvation. This is my story. And this is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. Blessed assurance. Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Heir of salvation. Purchased by God. I am an heir. I am an heir. I am an heir. I am an heir. I got rights and privileges. I'm somebody. I'm not no little low somebody. I'm a high person. I'm on top of it and not beneath it. I'm above. And not beneath, because I am more than a conqueror. I am somebody. Lay hands on yourself. Declare to yourself, I'm somebody. I am the righteousness of God. I am the manifestation of his truth in the earth. I got to get myself together. What was wrong with me? My esteem was too low. I got to rise up now. I'm better than that. I'm more equipped than that. Man, I done overcame so many trials. This one right here ain't nothing. Chains are gonna fall off now. Our chains are gonna fall off now, and all those that are in prison shall be free. In the prisons of finances, prison of health, I'm gonna be free. I'm free. Praise the Lord, I'm free. God bless your heart and all your parts. Have a fabulous night in Jesus' name, and know I'll be praying for you as you praying for me. I'll meet you bright early in the morning at six zero five four seven five four seven three zero. Access number nine three seven fourteen nine pound. God bless your heart. Have a super night in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.